Hello and welcome to Rooftop, the UK's only dedicated roofing podcast brought to you by NFRC. I'm Phil Campbell. And I'm Pip Applegate. In this podcast, we interview industry figures, thought leaders and technical experts to make sure you are leading in roofing excellence. We will also bring you regular features which will include things like topical news discussions, technical tips and guidance to help you stay safe on site. So the theme of today's podcast is net zero. Um, as many listeners will know, the UK has set itself an ambitious target to have net zero emissions by 2050. What does this mean for the construction industry? Well, we have Stuart Young um, today from the Department for Business, Energy and Industrial Strategy. And Stuart um, is going to talk to us a little bit about the Construction Leadership Council's Construct Zero initiative. Uh, Stuart, thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. Um, so, Strick, do you mind just um, starting by talking a little bit why it's important that construction in particular starts to take action now on net zero rather than, say, in a few years' time? So there's a big, um, a real kind of big drive to reduce our net zero emissions out the whole kind of industry more generally. But we know that the built environment sector represents 43% of total emissions. So um, put simply, without the um, construction sector contributing to the Prime Minister's targets, we won't meet the targets. So the sector's got a very key role to play in how it designs and adapts going forwards into the future um, to meet that target. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Stuart, I was going to say a term which Phil mentioned in his introduction to you then was construct zero. What actually is construct zero for those listeners out there that might have heard of the term but obviously not know what it is? Sure. So construct zero is the construction leadership council's net zero industry change program. So just to give um listeners a bit more context, so the construction leadership council is made up of around twenty CEOs from the main trade association in the construction sector, and after the PM issued his net zero challenge, the construction leadership council came together to design and produce Construct Zero. And what that fundamentally is, it's it's an industry change programme and it's underpinned by nine priorities which have been kind of um, designed out of the Committee for Climate Changes programme. And that, so that's the the Construct Zero programme and that is now being um, adapted um, and kind of taken forward across the industry. Okay. Okay, and... Stuart, I've come across the expression construct zero champion. Can you just explain what that is and then give a little bit of detail about what you need to do to become a champion? Sure. So in what we thought was quite important was to give local companies across the country the kind of the time and space where they amplify their work. Because what the what a key part of Construct Zero is, is about amplifying and shining the light on what's already happening in the sector. Mm-hmm. So the business champions are local organisations or organisations across the sector, right from your local SME 
through to large-scale global corporate companies who are already delivering excellent work in the net zero space. Mm. So they are, through kind of joining the program, we are able to shine a light on their work, um, use them for kind of communication opportunities and just promote their work. So how how they can join is if you're listening today and you're not a Construct Zero partner, sorry, business champion at present, then we onboard companies on a monthly basis. Um, if you contact myself at Bayes, we will add you to the commission email and then you would be asked to complete um, a short set of interview questions. And then we will then assess that and then kind of come back to you as to whether you've been successful or not. We've currently got approaching 40 business champions. Wow. Um, the next commission is likely, although not to be, although to be confirmed, likely to go out in September. Mm-hmm. And we've also got what are called business partners. And yeah. those are more representative organisations whose role is to encourage and support members. So, for example, last week, the Confederation of British Industry signed up as an industry partner. So there's a difference between the two. Okay. Okay. And uh, for, for the kind of listeners out there that may be um, part of a smaller company that, that aren't quite at the Construct Zero champion level yet, um, how, how can they sort of work towards that? Um, and, and is there sort of support out there to help them through that process? Yes. So there's, there's quite a detailed set of material and resources on the CLC's Construct Zero website. Um, in terms of kind of where companies might be at the, their kind of net zero journey, um, we are very much interested in working with companies at all, all kind of different parts of the journey. So whether they are kind of just sitting out, mm-hmm. um, making some kind of um, initial decisions on how they're going to adapt to net zero, we're looking at companies right across the, the, the sector. So I would encourage them to kind of reach out to us at Bayes, very much want to work with them. It's only really by working in partnership with the industry that this is going to work mm. and as i said earlier there's quite a bit of material on the clc construct zero website as well brilliant stuff. well you've answered my uh, my last question there Stuart. i was going to ask where can members go to find out more information and also are there any other comments you want to, to say before before we um before we close the interview I think really what I would say is is um the time is now there's there's um there's never been a, a kind of a, a greater collective emphasis behind this um mm. from the political from the political spectrum from society from businesses to make this difference now it's not something where it can be kicked into a long grass. And obviously with the um with COP coming up later this year, there is an awful lot of momentum behind this. So if you're listening today and you would want to get involved as a partner or as a champion or would like to find out more, do contact me at base. Fantastic. And we'll include a link to the Construct Zero website on the podcast information as well. So members can click through there. Thank you very much, Stuart. Thank you. So thank you, Stuart. It's a really interesting discussion so far. And I think um, it's now a perfect opportunity to bring in um, NFRC's Safety, Health and Environmental Officer, Gary Walpole. Um, Welcome, Gary. Welcome. How are you, Pip? Good. Thank you very much. Glad you could join us. Um, We thought this week, rather than quizzing you for a technical tip, we could um, continue on the same theme as our interview with Stuart and have a sort of a bit more of a discussion around Construct Zero um what it means for our sector um and sort of expand upon the principles that some people might have heard about um and perhaps sort of make it more tangible to our listeners um what 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 sort of your thoughts and sort of how can we simplify it if you like for people 
Yeah, I mean, just to put some context to it and how important it is, I think actually the biggest threat to us at the moment is climate change. I don't think it's Brexit or COVID. I think the biggest threat to um, our world and our industry is climate change. And even if we achieve net zero carbon, I think there's enough of inertia um, to increase temperatures for years afterwards. So when we look at... 2050 is the end date, if you like, you know, um, we're still going to be suffering from the effects of uh, extreme weather events. And if you look at um, you look at the past few weeks, yeah. you know, we've, we've all visually seen how climate change is already affecting us. Yes. Um, you know, and what concerns me and Phil is um how we future-proof the current building stock, for example, and their roofs. Um, you know, how will they cope if we do nothing? So, yeah, it's um, it, it's fantastic to um, have this opportunity to discuss it with you both. Yeah, I think it's really good to, to start, you know, with the why and why, we're, why the industry is doing this and why it's so important. Yeah, so... Trade members often ask me, Phil, you know, um, what is net zero carbon and how do I implement it into my business? And basically, net zero carbon is defined as a reduction in the demand for energy and materials to a level that can be met solely by sources that do not emit greenhouse gases. Mm-hmm. So if we look at reducing energy by 60% and increasing renewable energy we should be able to achieve net zero carbon mm. and uh, what i quite like about construct zero is they've really broken this down into tangible themes for for businesses to understand so that the three main themes i i can pick up are the first is is transport as as, as, as Stuart mentioned earlier um and buildings and then construction activity um, so if we just start with transport, you know, what are some practical things that our members can do? You know, clearly uh, every member has a van, for example. Um, so what what kind of things can members start to look to do now? I mean, clearly we're we're, we're still far off everybody driving electric vans, but, you know, there's, there are things that members can start to thinking about now, isn't there? Yeah, I think members are. I think there's sort of... Um what one of the drivers is um government policy for example you know if you look at if, if you look at um hgvs and flatbeds you know there are uh, controls in 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 what's used and areas that they can go for example london has a low emission mm. uh, uh, policy so you can't just drive an old truck into london and drop off some materials and leave you know you you, you have to consider the the vehicle um so there is that drive that sort of forced by legislation but then there's also you know um uh, the drive to sort of, you know, I mean, if you look at why you would change your vehicles, would you do it because you're making a cost saving or would you do it to be green? Mm. And chances are, you, you, you know, the benefits to members in reducing transportation costs will actually, you know, add to their profit margin. So if they're using less diesel, less petrol, mm. 
you know, and this goes for plant and equipment as well. You know, it's not just, you know, but the energy we use, if we can reduce that, that can make a saving. So, you know, you could, for example, take a, uh, a, a fleet over to electric, but there's challenges with that, where you charge it. But if you, if even if you consider at, the, at this moment in time, buying a van that's more energy efficient and does more miles to the gallon, perhaps hybrid, you know, then... What what it does, it reduces your energy costs and makes it you know cheaper. You know, so. and I think I think you're right, Gary. I think you know government policy is only going in one direction in this area, and you you see that with things like red diesel. Um, so you know traditionally a lot of plants will be powered from red diesel, and the and the treasury are going to be moving that tax incentive very very shortly. So yeah, it might not be financially as beneficial to to continue using uh, fossil fuels in the future. And you know, we might see that again with electric vehicles. You know, there, there might be further incentives in the future. Um, but I think you know, there's, there's there's things industry can do now. But there there also are things that government government should be doing. And there, there are policy gaps here in terms of you know electric vehicles. You know, what what is the government going to be doing to to help businesses to to make that switch? Because it is a it is a challenge when when you know lots of electric vehicles are quite expensive still. So I think you know there's clearly things that you, you can be doing now. But clearly that we need this needs to be in collaboration. With, with government um, to make sure that we're working in tandem. Massively. I mean, we need a clear government strategy instead of the rhetoric we're seeing at the moment. Yeah. 100%, you know, around this subject. It's important, you know, build back greener, build back better. It's all very good, but let's see what you're going to offer. Because, you know, if, if, if we look at our housing stock, it's circa... 27 and a half million domestic properties um of which 24 million of those will need to be retrofitted by 2050 uh um, to 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 deliver on net zero carbon so that's a massive opportunity for our members but yeah. we do need clear government policy and i think you said a, a, a route map yeah so, Gary, that ties us nicely, actually, into the second uh, metric, yeah. which is buildings. Um, so if you look at the um, Construction Leadership Council's framework for the Construct Zero, they say we need to deliver um, retrofitting to 855,000 homes by 2024 and 12.3 million homes by 2030 and 27.3 million homes by 2040. That's clearly an enormous challenge. And, you know, 25% of all heat loss is for the roof. So clearly our sector is going to have a massive role to play here. Uh, uh, undoubtedly you know i mean there, there, there are some challenges there as you know we've got like um uh, uh, a skills gap to tackle mm. you know we've got an aging workforce you know so it, it, it really the strategy needs to be far and reaching not just you know concentrating there's the money go and fix it we need mm. to encourage more people into the industry you know and uh, i speak <laughs> you know if i look at my industry you know um there, there's a saying male pale and stale you know so it needs to be more diverse mm. Mm. i think things like um you know uh, innovation and technology and sustainability i think those kind of elements will actually attract new entrants to the industry because rather than just seeing yourself as a traditional roofer you could be somebody who's installing uh, solar as an integrated mm. product as part of a roof um or you could be installing green roofs or, or things like that 
Yeah. But how we construct, you know, um, with off-site construction, for example, you know, that could, does that reduce the uh, impact of, um, you, know, you, you know, construction on the environment? Yes, it does. So, so we need to we, we need to embrace new technologies. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and I think that that's you know, quite important in terms of for our sector. Um, is solar is clearly going to be one of the biggest technologies we're going to see growth of. You've got the new part out legislation coming in in England uh, next year and then 2025 a further uplift. And it's looking likely that solar will be part of the solution to achieving those more robust carbon targets. And um, what should our members be thinking about now if they're, if they're thinking about solar as an option to add on to their business, but they're not sure where to start? What kind of advice would you give them? My, my advice was would be like you know we we had that solar gold rush uh, uh the, t- the 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 turn of the decade um the the, the uh, um 2010 for example you know where there was a drive from the feed-in tariffs and 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 alike you know so that was a driver at that moment in time in the prevailing 10 years solar's got much more efficient so having built in solar tiles and a like will will facilitate quite a power uh, uh um, uh, collector for a, a, a domestic roof, and it's important whether the whether the system or the solar array is either on top or in line that it's installed by a roofer mm. because mm-hmm. a roofer is out of waterproof yeah. a roof, and also how to work at height safely. You know, yes. we've seen awful images of people stamping, stamping all over roofs without any edge protection. It needs to be done correctly, you know, and there's no reason why a roofing contractor can't install the solar element on the roof mm-hmm. and pass the cable in through for the electrician to then take over. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's about interfacing with the trades, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, it is a concern of mine that that certainly on new builds where developers are um, uh, installing uh, solar arrays, you know, to um, uh, tick a box, if you like, which is great if that's the driver, brilliant, but that package is going to the solar installer. So they're climbing over roofs that mm. are installed to uh, British standards BS 5534 so all the tiles are mechanically fixed and they're breaking or damaging that roof you know before you know it's been signed off so yeah yeah there does need to be more interface for roofers roofers you know, we 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 have to engage it's our duty for us all to engage in in this drive for net zero carbon Absolutely. And I think there'll be a lot of upskilling required there as well. But it's a really good opportunity for our industry to you know, attract new people into the sector. Um, I mean, our training manager, Simon Dixon, is already yes. looking at this. You know, he's already in talks with uh, one of our um, manufacturer members, you know, who have a solar tile, you know, and, and trying to find a suitable because you need a big rig. You don't, you, you know, to try yeah. need it needs to be the size of a roof to be able <laughs> yeah. to install said system but yeah so yeah yeah yeah, we're moving in the right direction on that one but more needs to be done we have to keep driving that car yeah absolutely and so the um the last section is around construction activity um and you know that's broken up into three different commitments so one is around carbon measurement to start with then obviously about designing out carbon 
Um, and then finally about um, low carbon materials and finding low carbon solutions for manufacturing, production processes and distribution. So Gary, do you have any comments for this final section? Well, sort of, you know, designing out carbon. I mean, we know that we've had passive house and passive design for, uh, for years, but that drive towards that needs to be driven by government and legislation. You know, yeah, 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 you know, government needs to ensure that when they during the procurement process. They need to implement environmental strategies, you know, for their own building stock, which isn't uh, a small normal fund, it is, is it? You know, we, there, there's there's a lot of building stock in local authority, you know, that that, that can achieve net zero carbon if yeah. government forces it. You know, what are the drivers for the homeowner? Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. At this in time, not much is there yeah. really. You know, if if I if I said to you, you know, that to for your house to achieve a zero carbon, it's going to cost you thirty k. Or if we're just going to retrofit, it's going to you know cost ten. You know, people don't see it as their problem. No. And, and they also don't have that much money just sat there ready to spend on their house in one go. You know, it's a lot of money, isn't it? So, so, so if you, you know, if you look at ground source heat pumps, you know, mm-hmm. I've just had a boiler um, uh, replaced in my house, and and the the difference between the two, I've got an energy efficient gas boiler which significantly reduced my energy consumption, but it hasn't removed it entirely. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I mean? But at that moment in time, the, the, it is the, the cost between the two was tenfold. Mm. Yeah. But I think also it's how you is how you frame it as well. So if you say to a homeowner, this installation is going to cost you twenty thousand um, pounds, and but if you anything, oh wow, it's quite quite a big expense. But if you say to them, however, this is how much you're going to save over the you know the lifetime of your house um, on bills. And also, it's going to add this much money to your property potentially. Then actually, you see it in a slightly different way. And I think that's where things like green mortgages can come into play. That you might yes. get a better rate on a mortgage if you've got you know, an energy efficient house that has clean energy. And that, and that might be the that might be the case. But mm. you know, I mean, we 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 have got to face these challenges of of mm. what's the incentives yeah. to do it. And this is the this is the issue. But I mean, you know, building clever for our for our for our members, you know, uh, you know, we've done a guidance note on reducing waste, for example, you know, because we 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 have to reduce waste. And if if we look at you know um, how we do that, we 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 look to we look to reuse materials or recycle materials. Okay, mm. but if during the, the the design of a new build, there's opportunity for materials to remain and become part of the next system, certainly in waterproofing. You know, when you build a building, you don't build it for 30 years, mm-hmm. but the roof's lifespan might be that, or mm-hmm. the membrane might be that before it needs to be um, uh, um, recovered. Now, if you've if that building is passive, and it's already, you know, you know, not emitting carbon emissions. Then all you really need to do is recover. Mm-hmm. Is 
So yeah. it's, it's it's having that it's it's having that strategy for the building's life mm. because we're looking from cradle to cradle now, aren't we? We're not looking from cradle to grave. When I first started um, looking at uh, uh, environmental issues, we we spoke about cradle to grave. You know what what was the life cycle? But now we want it to remain within that cycle. So we mm. don't strip off a perfectly uh, good flat roof or, or an aged flat roof and put it in, in put it in landfill we what we want to do is for it to become an integral part of the next roof but that mm. needs to be managed it's no good waiting until it's too late so you know it's about understanding what uh, the building's needs so Gary so we, we've discussed you know these three broad principles you've got transport buildings and construction activity just be you know there's quite a lot there and you know members might be feeling a bit overwhelmed um so i mean just in terms of going away what what can members start doing now um and how can they start preparing just making simple um adjustments to the way they work you know if if, if you look at the environmental management within your own business and that does not have to be complicated it really doesn't if you follow the principle of um the health and safety management system i.e plan do check act then you can apply that to the environmental management of your business not every company is going to be is going to have a uh, an iso Fourteen thousand and one, or fourteen thousand and ninety system in place. You know, mm. it's it's not achievable. But there are simple things that that a company can do. You know, look at your materials. Mm. Ask your ask your supplier. What's the impact of these materials? What's the mm. car impact of these materials? Especially if they're virgin, i.e., that it, it, it's their they they've been taken out of um uh the ground for example you know quarried or mined you know what is their lifespan what is that embodied carbon before yeah. it goes to site and look 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 at the energy use within your own business yeah mm. it's it's almost sort of it's 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 members taking the time to understand and to you know get a get a better grasp of actually a lot of the things that go on day to day what impact are they having and and just have an understanding about all those different elements that probably haven't stopped and taken stock before exactly and you're not going to solve it all in one cycle you'll go around that plan do act cycle Mm. 20 30 times yeah on repeat yeah 2050 but if we make the effort now just to put in little changes to the way we operate you know, and 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 we've got to look at the benefits and the challenges that they create for our businesses. You know, mm-hmm. it's no good putting the onus on our members. Let's let's, let's, let's as an industry look at the benefits. You know, mm-hmm. because Bill, we've we've discussed this, haven't we, about you know the roofs being able to cope with increased rainfall. Yeah. Over, over, over the, the, the whole month of July, we've seen some extreme rainfall, not just in the UK, mm. but in the European uh, continent yeah. as well. You know, so 
how does a, how does a how does a roof cope with that kind of rainfall? What can we do to protect our yeah, roofs yeah. going forward and our buildings going forward? That's where it's, it's more than just carbon, isn't it? Because mm. obviously the carbon is a, it's a starting point. How do you reduce the carbon to reduce the catastrophic climate change? But there's going to be a two degree warming is what we're preparing for. That's going to cause you know disruption in weather patterns. And as you say, Gary, those re- rainfall we've seen recently, that's going to become much more common. Extreme heat is going to become much more common. Um, mm-hmm. Extreme cold in the winter, potentially um, stormier conditions as well. So how do we pre- prepare our roofs for those conditions in the future? So if you do 100% so if you look at this month, we've had extreme weather conditions in rain, but we've also, you know, in, in the UK, we've um, uh, been exposed to extreme temperatures. That we're, mm. It might only be a week or so, but then look at calendar. Mm. North America, you know, look at the fires that have created, you know, we're seeing it day in, day out on our, on mm. our TVs, but you know, how uncomfortable think about how uncomfortable you were in your house your, your <laughs> house isn't protecting you from these um, yeah, yeah you know it's overheating you're overheating within your home mm. you know we don't want to go down a route where we're using mechanical means to call a home because that no. energy we've got yeah. to look at, you know we've got to look at non-mechanical means you know but this is where but this is where our sector is so critical isn't it you know um, the roof is, is the first part of the house where the rain hits, for example, is where it's integral to cooling a house. It's yeah. integral to insulating a house. Exactly. And you know, if our sector can then say, look, we've got solutions, and that's where the future of our industry is, isn't it, Gary? Yeah, 100%. We, we, we need members to, to engage on this as well. Mm. You know, mm. Tell us what you're doing. Yeah. Because you know, it might help another company, and it might be something simple that you're, you know, you're sort of disregarding as oh I did it because it was a cost saving exercise. Brilliant! If that if that saved your company money, let it save every yeah. NFC's company. Money. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, double, double bonus. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so that, that really goes back to you know, I think we want to hear from members. We want to engage with members, both our trade and manufacturers. Tell us your positive case studies. If you think you are leading, let us know and we'll put you forward as a Construct Zero champion for the CLC. It'd be great to have more people from our sector signed up as champions. If you're not quite there yet, don't worry. Start now. Use all the guidance that's out there. Use NFRC guidance notes. Um, you know, Use the CLC's guidance. Um, bring it all together and start now. It's, it's never too late to start. Mm. 100%. I mean, yeah, you don't want to listen to me jabbering on. <laughs> you know, come and tell us. Mm. interesting for because our, our members are at the coal face so it'd yeah, be yeah. interesting for them to not only celebrate um um what's gone right but also the challenges they're facing at present so gary have you got any other any further comments on this on this topic yeah just that we're all on the same journey we're all at the beginning of our net zero carbon journey so you know engage with us tell us what you're doing well you know let's hear from you because like i said you are at the cold face and we want to support you but not only that you know we really do think that roofing's got a great opportunity although we do understand the challenges good stuff so lots of our listeners to think about but uh and, and crack on with it like you said make those changes start start doing them today So that's it for this episode of Rooftop. 
thank you to Stuart Young for being our special guest. And thank you also to Gary for his useful thoughts and suggestions around Construct Zero. We hope that you've enjoyed listening today. Please do share with friends and colleagues via social media. And we hope you tune in to the next episode. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. Back on the-